get a Manny's Bushwhacker Luke here, 2015 Hall of Famer, and you're listening to Bird Buckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mouth, and founder of Global Force Wrestling, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- <laughs> fellas, uh, you guys have a great day, and, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my See? God. <laughs> That's <We're> a great <laughs> we've, we've had 70-degree weather here. For, I mean, we really had a warm December, and I get on the phone with damn Canadians, and we're spitting snow. So. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Turnbuckle Talk, Creative Ousting, episode number 342. Let me just show you what we got here. Bam, creative ousting. Vince McMahon out. It's going to be our main talk topic for tonight. I'm Chris Best alongside OMD. And how are you doing, sir? I am doing well today. Uh, long day at work, but it wasn't overly physical, overly demanding. Just another one of those days. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a little bit cathartic to talk wrestling. I know I say this every week. Absolutely. It always is, you know. So let's get into our first story of the day, and that is the WWE has decided to remove uh, one Bobby Roode from the main roster as he now has become a producer for the WWE. Um, We all know the uh, amount of history and knowledge he brings to the producer role, but OMD, let me know. How do you feel about this situation? It's bittersweet because I am a huge, huge Bobby Roode fan. I had the opportunity a number of years ago to meet him when he was with Impact at a live live event uh, with our normal host, Mr. Carl Carafel, um, and see him live. We know he was responsible for some of the production there based on his history with Scott Demore and Team Canada. So the wealth of knowledge that he is bringing to this position is fantastic. But yeah. I, am, I am disappointed to see it end this way, if it's over or if he can recover from his next surgeries to make a return to the ring. I mean, like, the dude has what sunk in well over 20 years in the wrestling business. And... He's been through he's been through it all. He's been a manager, he's been a wrestler. He knows how to talk to these guys and how yep. to formulate help the wrestlers formulate a storyline for their matches cuz that's essentially what a producer role is in the WWE. They're there to help create the finishes, build the matches, you know? Right. Right. So, I mean, like I said, it's very bittersweet to see this and if mm-hmm. I mean, Great for him that, you know, WWE has chosen to keep him employed. Yeah. Um, Now, granted, he could go back. He could go anywhere in this industry and produce and be fantastic at it. Right. And um, he's also going to have alongside him like a plethora. There's that word again. A plethora of producers that will help him guide guide his way through that locker room. Michael Hayes is already there. I mean, you've got Michael Hayes, you've got Petey Williams, you've got um, Jason Jordan, Jason Jordan Tyson Kidd. Uh, so, I mean, it's not that he's alone. Yeah. You've got the Hurricane. Yeah, and these are dudes that, like, especially in the Hurricane's case, that Bobby Roode would have grown up watching, and Michael Hayes' case as well. Absolutely. So, like, he's a. I'm very excited to see the types of matches that he's going to produce. And if I see, like, oh, uh, Gun- he produces a Gunther match, I know we're going to get a damn good match, you know? <laughs> right. The other thing that I would love to see from Bobby Roode is him come back as a manager. Yeah. If the situation so calls for it. And that would be fantastic. That allows him to be out there interacting with the crowd in and around the ring so that it doesn't 
take away and for lack of a better term, diminish his legacy. Yeah. I tell you though, I don't, I wouldn't mind seeing him come back for a couple of one-offs, maybe like a quick little spot in the Royal Rumble or something right. like that. Cause going over the top rope, it could be a safe bump. Could be. Right. But no, but, uh, I wish Bobby Roode the best. I'm very excited to see where this leads him. Yes. And I think he will be, as the ticker says below, a glorious producer. Absolutely. This is a, a fantastic opportunity. I know he's already been doing it for a few months, and he's been doing it the way uh, Nick Aldis has been doing it, just kind of testing the waters, as it were. But now it seems he is officially a producer yes. And I watched an interview with another in-ring competitor today who has also taken the time to learn producing, that being Brian Myers. Yeah. And he says, you know what? It's fantastic. I've loved it. I've learned so much about what goes into these matches, not just what we do in the ring as competitors. Yeah. You know, you can't imagine the work that goes into those matches. I mean, one of the greatest producers in pro wrestling, in my opinion, has always been Pat Patterson. I mean, he created the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And I remember him saying that, like, it's all about the psychology of wrestling. Right. <laughs> and I'm certain that because Michael Hayes learned from Pat Patterson, that Michael Hayes is going to pass that down to Bobby Roode. Tyson Kidd, Jason Jordan, Petey Williams, you know? Absolutely. And, he, and here's the thing, too. Bobby Roode is a Hunter guy, so... Yeah. He's going to work hand-in-hand hand with Hunter, and I think he's going to be doing this for years and years and years to come, and I'm very happy about this at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's going to be interesting to see where he's going, whether is he going to produce for Raw? Is he going to produce for SmackDown? Is he producing for both shows? Yeah, that hasn't been set in stone yet from what I from what I understand. Right. I mean, I know he's done some production on the PLEs. Yes. Um, but again, as you've met, as you alluded to, he's got, you know, these other people around him helping him. So it's been him and a partner at the very least putting these matches together. Yeah. And uh, again, all the best to Bobby Roode. It's sad that he's not going to be in the ring for the foreseeable future. We'll leave it at that. But uh, let's move on already. Let's move on to our next story. And that is uh, the NWA planning to bring back the territory system. They acquired a promotion that uh, whose name I can't remember. If you just give me one second, I can pull it up. And said that it was going to be treated as if it were a territory of NWA. Uh, that would be uh, Exodus Pro Midwest, Exodus Pro Wrestling. It's going to be now known as NWA Exodus Pro Midwest. What are your thoughts about the territory system coming back, Wendy? You know what? It's just the indies. Let's be honest. I mean, they've yeah. already done NWA wrestling from Hollywood. Yeah. Let's not forget what was WCW when it started. It was an NWA company. What yeah, was TNA were... when it started? It was NWA TNA. Yeah. So it's never gone away. The territories is just the indies it's just another way of saying it yeah and the i'm kind of excited to see it come back i don't think it'll ever come back to the glory it once was in the 70s and 80s it won't but no. here's the thing about growing uh coming up through the indies and working that system the amount of seasoning you get before you right. make it to the big stage right you get to go work different crowds. Yeah. Some are going to be hostile. Some are going to be loving you. I mean, and some you know, are going to be I mean, blase it, and bored. <laughs> when it was the territories, you know, 
you'd have one promoter call another and say, hey, I've got so-and-so. His time in this ter- in this area is coming up. Do you want him? Mm-hmm. And they would, you know, arrange a trade of talent. Yeah. Essentially, with the exception of Andre, who was free to pick and choose his territory where he went. Yeah, and Ric Flair. Ric Flair when he was the world heavyweight champion, though. Right. And that's the other thing, too. For a guy like EC3, this provides a lot of fresh feuds for him. It does, but I mean, he's already tried. He tried doing this with Control Your Narrative and creating another independent. Yeah. That didn't work. But what I mean is he can travel from company to company under the NWA brand. Right. You know what I mean? Right, but I mean, we've seen that with AEW when they had the All-Atlantic Championship. That title was able to go brand to brand, company to company to be defended. Yeah. You've seen Impact do that. So it's not something new. It's just a rehashing and putting a familiar word and a familiar term on the same type of thing. So I've got to pose this question to you because I've talked a lot about Jesse Goddard's in the past. And right now, Jesse Goddard's has got a feud going on with EC3. Does OVW join NWA as a territory? I hope not. I hope not because OVW has their history with, you know, WWE, Impact, and a lot of these other companies. And Al Snow has come out and said even recently, I'm still on good terms. So if I contact WWE to say, can I use this footage? They're going to say, sure. Yeah. And that's, that's why so, uh, when you watch OVW, you see Al Snow's WWE footage in some of so, the opening videos. <laughs> so I don't want to see OVW go down that rabbit hole. I know that the NWA has struggled of recently, recently. And I mean, Billy Corgan is a smart man. So I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to make this make business sense. Mm -hmm. But it's, and I think he's trying to open it up so that he can grow his brand again and get new blood. Because you've had people like Nick Aldis leave and state their reasons why. Poignantly. So, but to use the territory system for the independence, it just doesn't cut it for me. Um, but would this also, do you think this would also uh, elevate some of those independent stars that we don't quite know about? It could, certainly, depending on who they're battling from the NWA. And I mean, I haven't watched enough of this newer NWA to know who's there anymore. I knew it was when there was Nick Aldis, Tom Latimer, Ken Anderson, Eli Drake, a.k.a. L.A. Knight. And Trevor Murdoch when he was there. (laughs) Yes, yes. But beyond that, I couldn't tell you who's there. I believe James Storm is still a member, but I'm not sure. Yes, James Storm is still there. He just did a show recently with them. So when you've got, yes, okay, Jesse Goddard's EC3, or no, sorry, Jesse Goddard's is OVW, but EC3 is your NWA champion. Who else do you have? I think that's why you have to do the territory system to build up these stars. But that's, I think that's what Billy Corgan needs to focus on more is building his stars to fight EC3. Cause we all know EC3 is a big star. <laughs> he is, he is. Um, and I mean, he just didn't get used right in WWE when he was in impact, he was used brilliantly. Uh, but let's <laughs> Let's uh, add a little asterisk to that because Triple H used EC3, right? Vince McMahon didn't. (laughs) Right. Yes, I will give you that. Yeah. And speaking of that, there is a 
another former member of the WWE and NXT locker room that has reportedly been around the Performance Center significantly, and he was a an opponent for EC3 when EC3 was coming in, and that is one Velveteen Dream. That as I read today. That kind of surprises me, given all the controversy he's been through. This isn't the first time I've been hearing about this, though, recently, is that there's been a lot of talk of him coming back. And, I mean, if they could forgive a guy like Riddle for everything that he did for multiple years, I'm sure that multiple years later they can forgive Patrick Clark. Then by that same token, can they forgive somebody like Enzo who was fired for the same reasons that Velveteen Dream was fired? They could. I think Enzo has just been too outspoken and I don't think Enzo would want to go back. Yeah, because he is, as what they labeled Matt Riddle when Matt Riddle got released, a liability. Yes. Um, Because... Enzo knew that this investigation was going on and didn't alert anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and Riddle got named in that speaking out movement and, you know. But those accusations other... were proven false at that right. time. But, so, I mean, you're looking at that. Um it was the fact that Enzo wasn't responsible enough to say, look, this is the situation. Maybe take me off of TV for a bit and let things die down. You know, yep. I mean, Velveteen Dream, I mean, we don't know the whole, again, we don't know the whole story. Yeah, uh, I don't think that, he ever came out and talked about his side of the story, has he? He has. He said he was doing it in kayfabe, and yes, he. so he was talking in the sultry voice. He had... a he had stuff with his shirt off, but he was wearing pants, all of that. Yeah. So now whether he had actually sent these to minors or not, I don't actually know because we of course don't have access to those. Yeah. Records. I don't kind of, I don't want that access. Anyways, Bobby right? Vito, welcome to the show coming in saying Cody Rhodes has announced the NXT men's breakout tournament, which we said should happen by the way. And the NXT Dusty Rhodes Tag uh, tag Team Classic on NXT, which one Chris Parrish said last night on the Raw Watch Along. Yes, everybody's been calling the Dusty Rhodes Tag. I'm happy to gloat in the fact that I was the one that called the NXT Men's Breakout Tournament. Yeah, for once you got something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding Um, with you, man. But and no, I'm excited now to see that we're doing this breakout tournament for the men's now because I'm yes, kind of curious to see who's going to be on that roster. Speaking of NXT, because we don't want to delve too much into that, we do want you to stick around after us for at approximately 10:10 Eastern for break or for taking over with Ed Fries and Astrid Pizarro. Yeah, then. So far from what I'm hearing, because I can't watch it right now because I've got color bars on my TV. It sounds like it's a fantastic show. We got Corporate Joe coming in saying, good evening, gentlemen. How's it going, Joe? Good evening, Joe. How we doing, my brother? But yeah, this whole uh, return of the territory system, it does have me intrigued, but you might be right that it's just nothing more than the independent circuit. But let's keep in mind, though, that when the territory system happened, the independent circuit was kind of treated like an outlaw company. Like nobody was affiliated with if you weren't affiliated with the NWA, you were treated, you were called an outlaw company. Right. (laughs) But I mean, you look at how many different territories you had, right? You had Memphis, which covered, you know, St. Louis, Memphis, Nashville and. You know, Actually, then you St. Had, Louis had their own company. Okay. Then you had, of course, the Florida Territory. You had the Georgia Territory. You had, and you didn't have to necessarily be affiliated with NWA because you had AWA. You had, you know, all these other different 
overall promoters and bookers right. watching over these independent companies in these territories. Even at one point, WWE was a member of the NWA. Right. But moving on, speaking of uh, wrestlers who have been through the NWA, we're going to talk about one wrestler's son, that being one Brian Pillman Jr., who is uh, getting a name change for NX, uh, for his debut in NXT. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just uh, choking up on my throat here a little bit. <laughs> um. So they unveiled that he is going to be named Lexi King or Lexus King. This is a play off of his his um, his half sister who passed away in a car accident, uh, who was named Alexis, and his mother Melanie King. What do you make of this name change? Should he have stuck with the Brian Pillman name, or is this actually a nice little tribute that he wants to do? This was a name he came up with himself. Really, that that is news to me. Yeah, um, I had actually heard that it was in tribute to both of his sisters. It's all yeah. It's also his mother too, who is Melanie. Okay, I didn't, there was nothing I heard about his mother. There was yeah. uh, his sister Alexis and one other sister. Um, and honestly, I can't say that it was him because we know that WWE is big on changing people's names and, but they're saying that Brian Pillman Jr. himself is saying that they asked him what name he would like to use. Okay. Um, so, I mean, again, like I said, this is something I didn't know. I'm just, yeah, you know, we go with. I'm going with the standard, which is WWE, again, changing somebody's name, not for the sake of changing it. Yeah. I think in this case, it was probably, if they if it was WWE, it was so that he wasn't overshadowed by his father's legacy. Yeah, and does that, uh, that brings up something. A couple of weeks ago, Carl Carafel had said on this show um, – that he wants to see Pillman Jr. kind of distance himself away from Pillman Sr. and carve his own niche and become his own wrestler. Absolutely. Is this a way that that that, that could help? It absolutely could. It absolutely could. I know, I mean, if you take a look at a guy like Braun Breaker, where, yes, that was a name given to him by WWE, but they were never allowed to mention his family history until his dad showed up at takeover yeah and the hall of fame induction (laughs) yes so you know you look at that and they're trying to get away from that because i mean you've had some phenomenal second and third generation talents cody rhodes randy orton and you've had some busts ted Ted dibiase jr primo and epico to a certain extent with Primo and Epico, because they've had success outside the outside the WWE in yeah. wrestling in Puerto Rico. Yes, but I'm talking in the WWE, they were flops. Yeah. Even Angel and Umberto are not. Well, I mean, right now they're being featured more heavily. So Yes. But Bobby Batito coming in and asking us, do we see Brian Pilling Jr.? At some point, forming an alliance with Natty, maybe rehashing that uh, the Heart Foundation stable. Again, I, say, I hope not. I was going to say no as well, because if you want to keep Brian Pillman Jr. away from Brian Pillman and let him carve out his own niche, then you can, then you got to keep him away from the Heart right. side of everything as well. And he did that when he was in MLW with... Um, with Davy Boy. With D. D.H. Smith, yeah. Yeah. So you've got to keep that separate. I still think, depending on what they're going to do with his character, I still think that he might be a great fit for Chase U. He could be um, if they're going to give him, like, and I'm hoping that they get him away from that type of varsity blue chip prospect type of gimmick. Right. Um 
so that you don't have that confusion. Right. You know, let him become his own man. Let the people formulate their opinion of him. Right. And already, like, from watching him in AEW, I I mean, I do see the comparisons uh, as far as his in-ring goes to Brian Sr. Right. But it already started feeling like he started to feel like he was carving his own niche there with the varsity blondes to a certain extent, because there was still a bit of a Hollywood blondes kind of vibe in, right. that, well, in that tag team. You you had that, you had the, the, the varsity, the blondes aspect you had, you know, as long as they don't put him, you know, as a loose cannon. Yeah. Cause so to speak, um, then I think we're all good. As long as, you know what, the way I think that it could work, and this might be the best thing for him, is when he's ready to go to the main roster, there's one guy you'd probably want to put in his corner, it would be Randy Orton. I could see that. I'd be fine with that. I, I it totally would be fine with that, and that that all depends on how long it would be until we see him up on the main roster, which I'd probably give it about a year, two years tops. Uh, yeah, definitely, I'd give it at least a year, unless they decide to you know just rush it. Of course, right. We've seen them do that before, but now they seem to be really taking their time and getting all of these people regardless of whether they're NXT, Raw, or SmackDown, getting them the proper development and training. And, you know, let's get you over. Let's get you guys up to where you need to be to be up to snuff. And already, I I can already tell you, Brian Pillman Jr. is going to end up on the main roster. Oh, yeah. I can guarantee that. (laughs) But no, I'm I'm still I'm very excited to see where he goes, what kind of character they're going to give him with this name change. There's a lot of things that there's a lot of uh, cogs in the wheel, as it were. Right, and I mean, I know you you're not seeing it. I'm wondering if he's going to make an appearance tonight on my TV screen. I mean, I did hear some rumors, and they've been playing those vignettes that they have. And that's not to say, like, because all the NXT wrestlers, they still go through the PC teachings and all that while they do the NXT shows. Let's preface that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, we will let Ed and Astrid discuss NXT in depth at 1010 tonight on Taking Over. Yeah. Um, You mentioned Loose Cannon. Let's talk about one of our most favorite Loose Cannons who's recently left us. OMD, I'm going to... Give you the floor on this one. But the Bray Wyatt angle. Yes. To possibly continue. Yes. Tell me what you know about this. (laughs) um, I know probably as much as you do. There is talk of them recreating the Wyatt Six with Uncle Howdy at the helm to lead it. Beyond that, we don't know who is in it, but it will be done in a way to pay tribute to Wyndham and the Bray Wyatt character and continue on that legacy. Okay, so I'm not a fan of angles based on dead wrestlers happening. Right. And this this kind of isn't, but kind of is at the same time. So there's a little bit of an uncomfortableness with this with right on with me. I I think the fact that they are not rushing this to allow. Again, for lack of a better term, proper grieving time. Right. I mean, we know that, you know, grieving never stops. It's just a matter of you grow, you adapt to it. Yeah. I'm not, you can't sit there and say you ever get used to it. Cause there are some people who grieve differently than others. 
Yeah, and we're not even two months removed away from Bray Wyatt's passing. Right. Um, so, I mean, like, I haven't heard of anything on this until at least the new year. And if they even do it, if there's any members who want to do it. You got to remember, I mean, yeah, past alliances, I mean, Braun Strowman is still out injured. We saw when- Eric... Eric Rowan at the tribute show, but again, we haven't seen him since. Alexa Bliss is off pregnant. So, you know, where do you fill those roles? That's what I was going to bring up next because uh, the way it seems, I wouldn't mind Joe Gacy still. I was going to suggest Joe Gacy, and maybe, although she's still a little bit green, maybe you bring Ava up into. A non-competitive role? Yeah. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about Ava Rain coming up, possibly. If this were to happen. So Ava Rain's still completely green as hell. But remember when Liv Morgan got called up? She was green as hell? Yes. Now look at her? Yep. Um, I just... And for Ava's sake, I mean... We all know that I am not a fan of her father. Mm-hmm. I am not a fan of Dwayne, but I do not want to see her become, as we discussed, I do not want to see her become a, you know, multi-generational talent because how long have the Anawaii family been involved in not just WWE, but in wrestling? I mean, they've been involved both for both you and I, our entire lives, right? So we grew up. The first Samoans we saw were the wild Samoans, Afa and Sika. The first Samoans I truly remember were actually the head shrinkers, which were managed by Afa. Yeah. See, that's the same with me too. But in going back and watching wrestling from around the time that I started watching, Afa and Sika were still there. Well, Afa was at the tail end of his career. Sika still had like three or four years still in him. Right. Um, So we've had that. I was, I'm proud to say I was at the Wild Samoans Hall of Fame induction in 07. Yeah. And then we had Yokozuna coming up. We had Rikishi. We had, well, Rikishi is head drinkers. Yes. (laughs) There has never been a time in wrestling where we haven't had a Samoan in the WWE. Right. And so, I mean, we don't, I don't want to see. I don't want to see her come up and then suddenly she's a member of the bloodlines. Well, no, not even that so much, but I just don't want to see her come up and be, as we discussed earlier, one of these multi-generational talents that flops. Mm -hmm. I'd rather see her stay in NXT, get her seasoning, get another year, year and a half under her belt, get her some matches. And if there is one person who can teach her how to maintain her fame, her stardom that she will eventually get, it is The Rock. Let's face it. Absolutely. But we got Bobby (laughs) coming back in here asking, do we see Alexa Bliss possibly joining as she was supposed to be joining with Bray anyways? I think I do. I think I do, but I don't know, you know? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I can't. I can't speak on her behalf. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know she was good friends with Bray and she was good friends with Bo as well because of that. Yes. Um, but it's also hard because now do you want to go back and rehash that part of your past in homage as opposed to just saying, I want to let that be what the people remember about us. Mm-hmm. So heads up, I've got NXT back on here. So, um, but no, uh, I just don't know about this. You know, I mean, right? It's it's going to be interesting to see if and how it plays out. Yeah, I hope it does go well because I do want Bo Dallas, Uncle Howdy, to succeed. I've always liked Bo Dallas, right? 
I've always found him entertaining. Unfortunately, I don't think you would ever want to bring back the uh, Bo Leaf character because that would be nothing more than just a comedy character. Yeah. <clears throat> Even though he did win the NXT title <laughs> doing that character. Yes, he did. <clears throat> but who else other than Joe Gacy... And Ava Rain. I mean, I wish Gallus would get our um, dyad, but uh, they're not there anymore. Nope. Um, you would almost hope that that's where maybe Braun and Rowan could come back. Yeah, and but nobody again, knows when, nobody knows when Braun is supposed to come back. So right, but I mean, again, do they want that? Do they want to be doing that, or do they want to be remembered for what was and not trying to recreate that magic? Bobby brings up a good wrestler for the female role. Nikki Cross could be perfect for this. <laughs> yes, because actually, she is the only one there, and I just read. There is a promotion over, I believe, in the UK that has a six-man tag coming up featuring Sanity under the Sanity name. So even with Killian Dane? Because I want Killian Dane back. It's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's uh, going to Eric Young, Big Demo, and Alexander Wolf with his using his proper name, but they are wrestling under the Sanity banner. Nice. But that's, no, Big Damo is one guy I so want back. I I was pissed off when, they, when he got released, you know? Right. But, I mean, if he's happy doing what he's doing, then all the power to him. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, like, again, this whole Bray Wyatt thing, it's kind of got an air of uncomfortableness with me. Right. It's similar to when they decided that they were going to do Randy Orton and Ray with the Eddie is dead, Eddie is in hell promo. That was Batista. No, it was Eddie and Ray when Ray was going for the title in 06. That's the one I'm referencing. Oh, I remember. I only remember Batista doing that. It's, it was, yeah, it was I mean, it was the promo after Ray won the Royal Rumble, and they were setting Ray. Randy wanted a shot at Ray to put. Uh, Randy wanted Ray to put uh, his WrestleMania title shot on the line for No Way Out that year. I don't remember, um, but no, I get where you're coming from, and I mean, again, we saw that. You know, Ray got the belt as a tribute to Eddie. When, you know, Edge had to retire 10 years ago, they put the belt on Christian only for him to lose it a week later. And there is no no need for that. Yes, it's great for the respect factor. But when you're doing it in vain of somebody, there's no need for that. Yeah. I mean, let's, I mean, going back to Ray, I mean... Ray did deserve the world title. So. He, did. he did. But I mean, again, that was just in the reason they put it on him the first time was because Eddie had passed and it was the tribute to Eddie. Um, and yeah. I mean, it was the same thing with Christian when Edge had to retire. And I mean, it's not just WWE that we've seen it. We've seen it happen all kinds of places. But again, it's not one of those things that needs to be done and don't get me wrong if bo dallas comes back as bo dallas or uncle howdy regardless of what character he comes back as we are still going to be reminded of bray wyatt's passing absolutely no matter what he does absolutely <clears throat> even when Liv morgan comes back because i mean bray's her brother-in-law yeah even when alexa comes back or braun Strowman, right Although, although Braun has managed in the last few years to actually shy himself away from being a member of the Wyatt family, you know? Yes. Yes. But I think 
right now, we are going to take just one quick little break just to showcase. Um, let me see here. Just to showcase some of the, uh, the things we got coming up at, uh, here at OLE. We'll be back, folks. I'm trying to play. I am here. I am here. Working for me, so just going to move right into our main event segment. This All right. week, the well, you know what? Just before we go there, I just want to touch on something. And this is again, we're going to leave this more to Ed and Astrid, as we are looking tonight at the biggest NXT in the history with all of these special guests and main roster stars coming going head-to-head in a Tuesday night war for one night only with AEW. We're going to be getting into a topic probably very soon on this program that I know gets discussed on a regular basis, and that is TV ratings. We know that we're going to have your diehard marks for each individual company. You're going to have all of that. It's, again, this plethora of wrestling talent and to be able to sit and watch it all, you can't do it. What we also have to remember is that they're not just going head-to-head with each other. Tonight, you've got baseball playoffs. You've got the start of the NHL season. Right. You know, WWE faces off against Monday Night Football every Monday on Raw. You've got the NHL season. There's three games tonight and then big, big nights tomorrow for us homers here. So I'll say go Leafs go. I got to actually get the blanket and pillows out. <laughs> Going to piss JJ off against this again this season with that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, so, you know, you can't put all your stock in. Yes, you can cheer and boo whoever you want, whichever company you want. But don't sit here and make it about being petty. Because we know that Dynamite is doing Title Tuesday tonight. We know that they've got their next Battle of the Belts coming up on the same night as an Impact pay-per-view. So, you know, not that it, not that there's any good guys or bad guys in this yeah. scenario. Um, you know, to yeah. hear some of the names that we've heard getting thrown around to counter. I mean, each show was going commercial free for the first half hour. Rumors abounded that Beyonce was singing the national anthem on AEW. There was a rumor that came out yesterday, I believe, that WWE was countering with Taylor Swift. That is just getting overly petty. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen Taylor Swift yet tonight on NXT, and thank goodness for that. But... On nights like what we're getting right now on TV, just be happy to be a wrestling fan and enjoy wrestling. Exactly. And again, we will let Ed and Astrid talk in depth at 1010 Eastern with Taking Over. 
So we've got Bobby speaking. Oh, now that we're talking NXT very quickly here, Shotzi and Scarlett uh, were on NXT tonight, and they are going to be hosting Halloween Havoc. And this actually makes sense considering the series of YouTube videos they've been doing where they've had wrestlers going to haunted houses and things like that. Yes. It, that's been a very fun series of videos to watch, by the way. Yes. So let's move on, folks. Let's get into our main event segment, our showstopper segment, Creative Ousting. We're going to be talking about Vince McMahon being ousted from Creative. He has lost control of his of uh, he's lost Creative control. He's Hunter. Hunter has been given full reign with it now. And we've noticed this over the last yeah. few months. We've noticed where Vince has uh, put his creative inputs in and where Hunter has put his creative inputs yes. in. We've really noticed this in the last year and a little bit since SummerSlam of 2022. Mm-hmm. And we've seen the improvements. And it's not just Raw, not just SmackDown, but we're talking NXT, we're talking PLEs, we're talking overall yeah and good on endeavor for whether they insisted that it's triple h or you know whether they just wanted to force vince out i mean we know that there's those other situations there as well with with the fed with the feds investigating vince i'm just going to shoot it right out there yep yep exactly uh, so we don't even know how much longer Vince is going to be have his spot on the board of governors with Endeavor and TKO. See, yeah, because I thought that Vince was actually going to be like, okay, the sale's done, I'm out. You know, right? But that's not the case. And Vince is out of creative, and I'm actually glad for that. Right? Because at the same time, with him being on the board of governors with TKO, I had to look at the kind of paperwork he would be handling, and there really would not be any room for him to do anything creative with the amount of stuff that he's taken on with this role, you know? Right. But I so, mean, again, you've got this investigation ongoing, so uh-huh. there's no sense in him even doing, it would be common sense on his part to walk away as well. I'm sure there were guys in the locker room and girls that would love to have Vince's input. But, I mean, if you mm. take a look at the way DX has run things, you know, I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again. They broke the rules and now they make them. Yeah. With, you know, Triple H in charge of creative, Sean running NXT, and Road Dog running all the live events. And that's just it right now. Um They've got a very cohesive unit working that creative. So we've got, as you said, Sean doing the NXT, Road Dog doing the uh, the house shows, Triple H doing Raw, SmackDown, PLEs, and I'm sure Road Dog's there helping him out with that as well. Absolutely. And then, I mean, you look at Michael Hayes, Jeremy Borash, you know, the, all of the producers, Bobby Roode, as we were talking about, Nick Aldis, as he's... If he is still there and still learning, we don't know. We haven't heard much on that. Um, so it's fantastic. Yeah, and as I've said, in the when Vince came back from his retirement, it uh, we did see glimmers where Vince was putting his input on a lot of things. Yes, and that's what led to like. Um, us not seeing Cameron Grimes, for instance, on TV, or Tegan Knox, who we've seen on on Raw last night. A lot of these talents that Triple H wanted to protect and did protect when the releases happened. Yes. Uh, there are guys that I know have said, you know, um, the sale and Vince losing all of that is what cost me my job. Uh, you know, you've had guys like Rick Boogs who came out and said the grind and wrestling sucks. And, you know, and if you it's know not what, to a certain you, extent, then, Boogs is right, you know? I mean, if it's not for you, then just say that. Don't sit there and bash our industry. 
don't be a Ronda Rousey and then try and come back and placate to us. Okay, but I think that was on honestly, I think that was Ronda actually just being a heel and playing her character for everybody. You know what I mean? I I know what you mean. I don't agree with that. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean there are there are still guys in the locker room who are Vince guys. Roman Reigns is one of them, but Roman at the same time is also was also a Triple H guy. Let's Absolutely. not get that out of the way first. Absolutely. So it it now excites me. Now, who else are we going to see come back? Because like there's there was there's been a lot of missing faces. I right. mean, we saw we saw um, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell come back last night as well. Right. And I say come back, but Indy Hartwell has actually been on main event, as has uh, cat for that one, guys. <laughs> oh, does the cat need to be fed there, Mr. Best? She's just being super clingy right now. Um, but anyways, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to like seeing all these, uh, all these faces that we haven't seen on the WWE TV in a long time. Right. Coming I mean, back. We, we got it a couple of weeks ago with Johnny Gargano making his return. And last night, and we got Cameron Grimes now doing a thing with Austin Theory on SmackDown. Right. We got, I mean... We got Pat McAfee at the pay-per-view. We got Carlito getting some TV time because of the pay-per-view. Or the PLE, sorry. So this begs the question. Um, the rumors are going around FTR maybe out of AEW soon. FTR were Triple H guys. They weren't Vince guys. They were no, Triple H they guys. They were Triple H guys. Um. I got some clarity on that rumor as of today, because there's also the rumor that, you know, one bill Phil is supposedly coming back. Yeah. There, yeah. And yes, um, Dax Harwood has tried to trade as filed a trademark on the term CMFTR. Basically FTR came out and he said, we say top guys out all the time. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. But that also begs the question because another guy, I know Adam Cole's got a number of years still on his contract with AEW. At some point, I think we see Adam Cole come back. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Um, but again, it's going to be a case of now can Adam Cole get and stay healthy? Yeah, at that point. Because Adam Cole, let's face it, he's already got like what fifteen years already in the ring. Yeah, pretty close to it. And I mean, he's what thirty-three. Yeah. <laughs> so Bobby, I mean, another good one. A woman who is coming back, Kyrie Sane. Yes, yes. But again, Bobby, but, please, please, Bobby, I'm going to encourage you check out Taking Over tonight, following NXT at approximately ten ten with Ed and Astrid. Yeah, they are the NXT experts. Please leave it up with them. Please talk to them about it. Yeah, but uh, if you're going to bring back Kyrie Sane, she's going to be a main roster comeback. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, um, there's just a lot of things now that uh, Hunter has got back his uh, his creative control. Yes, it's going to be Hunter answering to Nick Khan still. And Nick Khan has been far, firmly in the corner of Hunter. Let's, let's not yeah, be around the bush crazy. on that one. <laughs> um, could we maybe see, and I'm, I'm, I would love to see it, but could we maybe see a billion dollar princess return? She would be great for the women's division because of the booking that she did for the women's division. <laughs> Right. And I mean, she's even come out and said, no, that was not just me. That was the women stood up for them. Yes, I went to bat for them. Paul went to bat for them. Sean went to bat for them. But the one thing that if she does come back, 
uh, I don't want to see her standing as the face of the women's division like she kind of started getting to be. You know what I mean? Right. No, I completely get it. Um, I mean, have her come out and make major announcements regarding the women's division, but not be like the center of it all. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, I mean, and there was, I mean, I think I brought this up before, a debunked rumor from probably about three, four weeks ago that Shane McMahon was possibly coming back in the event that Vince was deemed unfit. And Shane had supposedly offered to come in and fill in in that role. That then had Triple H supposedly saying, I will happily walk away if Shane has any authority. Now, this rumor was all debunked, both sides of it. Yeah, because Shane and Hunter are still pretty close <coughs> to the man. Right. And, I mean, they're brothers-in-law. Yeah. So you don't want to have that type of animosity. So, you know, like, these were debunked rumors in a matter of 48 hours. Yeah. So how, uh, going back to the list of release guys, how soon do we see some of these guys come back if uh, if they do if they do decide to bring them back? Because I can see Hunter maybe bringing back again. I'll bring him up. Elias can possibly do it. Yep, I could see Elias at the Rumble, maybe for a one-off spot. At this point, mm. I mean, right now it's still too soon. We're still like what two, three weeks removed from the mass releases. Yes, yeah, we're still reeling from those, but making not necessarily making do, but enjoying the product that we're getting with the creative changes. Yeah, and that's also been the positive with all these releases too. Is now we're starting to see. Uh, oh, even JD McDonough. I mean, he disappeared for a while, right? Right. And now he's in one of the main storylines. Right. You look at the work that Baron Corbin is getting on NXT and doing with his character. It's fantastic. Yeah, and that's actually strange for me to say because two years ago, if I saw Baron Corbin on my screen, chances are I was going to leave the room. Right. But no, I'm, I'm very excited now that Vince has officially been ousted. <laughs> yes, you and me both. And this isn't just, this wasn't um, Nick Khan saying Vince should be ousted. This was uh, the top dudes at TKO saying this, you know. Ari Emanuel and Vince's boss basically said, nope, you're out. Yeah, we need you to do this, not this. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, OMD, I think we, uh, we're coming up close to the one hour mark here. We are, we are. minutes and counting. So let me know, where can everybody find you? The people can find me right here every Monday night alongside yourself, Carl Carafel, and our good friend, Mr. Chris Parrish, doing the Monday Night Raw watch along. You can find me here alternating Tuesdays for Turnbuckle Talk with, again, yourself and Carl Carafel. On Thursdays, you can catch me on the Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. We have yet to determine what game we're playing this week. We'll let you know that Thursday morning. On Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me at Daniel Harisic, H-R-Y-C-Y-K. On Snapchat at One Man Dynamic, capitals on O-M-N-D, and on Twitch at O-M-D-17. All right, and folks, you can find me, YouTube.com, at ChrisDamage83, Twitch TV at CBRS underscore entertainment, threads.net at CBestFilms83, Facebook.com, Chris.Best83, TikTok uh, at CBRS Entertainment, and going back to my Twitch channels, because I've got this little guy here, my game capture card finally arrived, and he's doing some gaming very, very soon. <clears throat> And on that note, uh, anything more you would like to add before we call it a night on this show? I am, I am all good, but we did get another, another special guest on NXT here tonight, but I, I will leave that surprise for Ed and Astrid. But until then, I'll just let him ref for you. <laughs> Going to leave us on a cliffhanger. And on that note, guys, have a good evening. 
This is Chris Best alongside OMD signing off for another episode of Turnbuckle Talk. Have a good night, everyone.